With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, the White Ferns road to the World Cup really does ramp up today with a T20 against India, which is set to, to get underway at the 1 o'clock before the two teams play five. One-day internationals before the tournament begin, begins, and we're joined this morning by uh, the White Ferns bowling coach, of course, former Black Cap as well, Jacob Oram. Jake, thanks for your time this morning. Not a problem, Smithy. Nice to talk to you. How's it, go- yeah, how's, uh, how's it preparing for a World Cup as a coach as opposed to a player, mate? Uh, well, the nerves quite aren't what they are in terms of the performance on the field. I mean, that's out of our control as coaches, and uh, still, obviously, we're doing what we can with preparation. I mean, the Indian series is, is a huge market for us, but obviously the, the, the pinnacle event for the summer and what we are all focused on is that World Cup. So it's a stepping stone to that, but we still need to make sure we get into some good habits and win some games and, and find out, you know, I suppose it's a sporting cliche, hitting at tournaments, but find out our best combination because we've got a squad of 15 here and, and all of them could make that starting 11 in, in game one of the World Cup. So... Um, I'm really excited, uh, but obviously a marked difference from when you, when you are a player. Yeah, sure. Uh, look, I think every time uh, you go into a World Cup, then you finalise your squad. I think the rules change a wee bit. Uh, people know exactly that they're there, they're going in it. The fringe players know they're going in. I think there's a nice sort of uh, starting point almost uh, for a squad. How, how, how's the feeling uh, within the group? Oh, the feeling's really good, actually. I mean, over the last, probably since about June last year, we've had... oh eight or nine camps, week-long camps. Uh, we had a seven-week tour to the UK. Uh, the players have had, obviously, their own Super Smash and some Hayley Burton-Johnson Shield competitions. So there's been a lot of cricket and a lot of hands-on coaching time for us um, with the White Ferns specifically. So our preparation couldn't have been any better. And obviously, must thank, I suppose, New Zealand cricket for, for those opportunities. But um, the, the field and the squad is, is fine. They're, they're as excited as what I mentioned I am before. They know it's a huge mm. couple of months. Um, we are together. The World Cup final is on, I think, April 3rd. So we're together. We, we got together on February 5th. So it's, it's a good two months together. And, you know, if they weren't excited and um, pumped up by what is going to come up over the next two months, then they're probably in the wrong vocation. But I can safely say that everyone's ready to go. Uh, we heard that uh, you had a camp in Akaroa. We also are told that there was not a, a really any uh, cricketing equipment as such. No bats, no balls. So... A very much, uh, yeah. I guess, uh, a, a squad building thing behind the scenes. There, can you tell us a, a wee bit about what uh, what you did from a coach's point of view? Yeah, look, that was, I suppose, the best way to. Well, it was. We we termed that a retreat, um, and it was about. It was sort of half 
bonding as a group. Not that we needed to do that any further, but we had some social activities and uh, we had a couple of good nights, you know, um, where we just tried to get together and get to know each other that, that little bit more um, intimately. And, and it was good fun. Uh, and that was the purpose of the camp. But also that was sort of the, I suppose, the the night activities. There were a couple of hikes up hills for a bit of a physical challenge. Mm-hmm. But ultimately it was um, meetings to discuss everything from what the campaign plan is through to roles and responsibilities, expectations, tactics. To be honest with you, Smithy, stuff that we had discussed multiple, multiple times before, but it was just an opportunity to refresh that and to confirm some stuff that we had discussed um, to some end previously. Well, I mean, it's been a massive diet of T20 cricket, Jake, um, you know, with players playing in all sorts of competitions and finally getting back together and and finishing off the Super Smash here, um, some players uh, getting some great form as such. But uh, there is now, um, you've got a T20 today, uh, the uh, transition to 50 over cricket, which you haven't really played a lot of. Uh, what are the issues surrounding that from your point of view? Yeah, and it, that is obviously an issue, and, but something we couldn't get around with the way that the season was scheduled um, and something we have discussed where we do have that 2020 International today and we want to 100% absolutely win that fixture. But again, knowing that we have five ODIs and then however many there is, you know, how far we go in the World Cup, the focus has been on 50 over cricket. So in our camps we had, well, coming out of uh, England and the UK last year, you know, a lot of our focus for those camps, we had a couple in November, one December, one in January in Nelson was was around. We, we basically scrapped the idea of nets and we were just having intra-squad games or um, simulation practices in an open wickets. And it was all about 50 over stuff. So batters about, you know, yeah. batting time as long as they could. Finding that tempo of that, you know, understanding that you don't have to go out there and thrash it at 8, 9, 10 and over like you might want to do in 2020 cricket. Um, if you want to bat for 150 balls, then you potentially have time. So um, it's just finding that, that different rhythm to the game. Um, I would like to think that, especially within our batting unit, we are experienced enough to make that switch. Um, mm. But obviously it's one thing knowing that and it's another thing doing that. Sure. Uh, you're, you're charged with uh, the bowling side of things, of course. Now, um, you, you've come up with your final combinations, both uh, in pace and in spin. Let's start with the, uh, the pace attack based around uh, the experience of Leah Tahuhu, of course, uh, Hayley Jensen, Jess Kurick. Tell us, tell us a wee bit about uh, what you're expecting from them, hopefully in New Zealand conditions. Well, what, what we've seen already here in Queenstown for these, the ODIs against India, there's, there's, thankfully there's a little bit of grass. I mean, actually the weather is a little bit uh, a little bit overcast today. And we've had a shower already. I don't know, there's more forecasts. So if that weather stays the same, it might be conducive to some good seam bowling. But, you know, the way the female game is played is that it's not necessarily about pace and bounce and um, intimidation like we see a lot in, in the men's game. Um, and that is what it is, and that's just a given. Um, but uh, the focus for us is well and truly on accuracy and consistency with that, which, to be fair, applies to the men's game as well. But there's different ways to mm. skin the cat, and this is the way we're approaching it. We still have, don't get me wrong, the ability to bowl a bouncer and to get the batter on the back foot, but we just try and preach as much as we can around the accuracy. And if we can build up dot balls and find pressure through that, then that's going to lead to wickets itself. But um, you know, we have the bowlers to do it. They've all shown it at different times. It's just a matter of doing it when the pressure's on the most. Well, when you named your team, uh, one of the big uh, areas that we found coming into our show, the techs, etc., were about the uh, omission of uh, Lee Kasparik. It must have been a, a dreadfully difficult decision for uh, your selection group to make, but you've replaced her with the fresh uh, face in the team, Fran Jonas, just 17 years of age, uh, as opposed to the Kasparik's uh, experience. So, tough decision, uh, I, I guess, from a bowling point of view. We would ask why. Uh, look, I mean, I am not 
a formal selector. I mean, obviously Bob Carter, the head coach, will will ask for an opinion from myself and Rob Nicholl, who's the other assistant. Uh, but Emily Drum, Jason Wells, and and Bob are the formal selectors. But you know, I know what was discussed and what I've seen in the media already since the announcement, and the launch last week, was around the balance of the side. And and Lee has been a very consistent performer for the White Ferns over the last well, number of years, really. And she did okay in the UK last year. Um, but the important thing tonight was that the three spinners chosen were actually unavailable for the UK last year. So um, that's something to take into consideration. I mean, the fact that Amelia Kerr is one of the best leg spinners or all-rounders in the world. I mean, she's a given. Frankie Mackay, I know that the selectors really rate her genuine off-spinning ability, and, and it's quite a classical off-spinning nature in the way she goes about her work. And then I suppose with Fran Jonas, you've got a left armour, and that's what it kind of comes down to, is that I know she's young and, and she's relatively inexperienced, but I think in all cricket, men's and women's, but also for some reason, specifically in the female game, we, we see left arm spin absolutely dominate and I think of Jess Jonathan from Australia and Sophie Eccleston from, from England, who are probably the two best in the world. And I think if we can get Fran Jonas hitting those good areas, we know she can. Just with that angle and the ability to straighten it past the right-hander, um, I wouldn't be surprised if that is the purpose for that nod ahead of Lee. Uh, one of the encouraging things is, uh, as you well know, when uh, World Cups roll around, you, you need your big guns, you need your experienced players in uh, reasonable touch heading in. And it just seems, if you look at uh, the scoring across the board in T20 cricket, basically, uh, it's coming together quite nicely, particularly uh, in the batting side of things. Yeah, look, we uh, the thing with, I mean, we just talked about um, Fran Jonas before and how young she is. I mean, we've got, you know, Mealy Kerr's only 21 uh, as well. And we've probably mm. got, you know, off the top of my head, I'm thinking we've got three or four others who are probably under that 23, 24 mark. So we are, I suppose, relatively young. But then you balance that out with some absolute experience with, you mentioned Leah Tahuhu before, Sophie Devine, Susie Bates, Katie Martin, um, who had her birthday a couple of days ago. I won't tell you how old she turned then. Uh, she wouldn't want that. Um, you know, and, and, and there's a couple others as well. So we've got a good mix of youth and experience, and that probably comes out a lot with, teams that are selected but we're going to win this World Cup based on that experience and actually I was talking about it last night with one of the other sports staff members and going through the squad and how people have trained since we've been here since Saturday and you know we can't Fran Jones we can't expect her to win us the World Cup I want her to perform don't get me wrong Hayley Jensen Hannah Rowe Rose Ramirez Lauren Down Brooke Halliday love them to do well want them to do well but we're going to win this World Cup if Susie Bates and Sophie Devine and Leah Tahuhu and Amy Sathway and Katie Martin and these people if they perform we will win and we will do very well and I think that's the responsibility that comes with playing cricket and being selected for such a long period of time is that you are expected and you are needed to stand up in those pressure times and the World Cup's no bigger stage. One of the great uh, things at the moment is you're uh, able to keep an eye on what's uh, happening in women's cricket uh, in other parts of the world, particularly uh, Australia and uh, England. What have, what have you made of, of those two sides as you've looked on? Uh, are they vulnerable? Uh, do you feel as if uh, Australia are beatable? Yeah, you're right, and that's the great thing about female game at the moment is that there's, I mean, it's just non-stop, um, like the whole cricket calendar, and the ability to watch a lot of series and games and tournaments around the world really helps us with our own planning and scouting. Uh, but watching that series, I mean, I watched the third ODI yesterday and it, it almost felt like a fait accompli once the game started rolling along. But um, I think it does two things. It shows that England maybe haven't set it on their final 11, um, but it also shows probably more so how, how deep that Australian side is. Um, and I mentioned before about our senior players, you know, that Australian team, their senior players stand up more often than not. And that's what we need from our, from, from our players. You know, the likes of Meg Lanning, Elise Perry, Alyssa Healy, Megan Shute, Jess Johnson, who I mentioned before, 
they do turn in performances day in, day out, and that's what we need. Um, it does not mean they are unbeatable. Um, and in fact, last year, the, uh, one of the good, we have not had a good record lately with the White Ferns, and we can't hide from that. But one of the good things about that is pretty much for the last two years, all we have played is England and Australia, and that's given us a good marker to test ourselves against the mm. two best. Um, and I think we show we have shown glimpses that even though we won't end up with very many wins under our belt against him, we have shown improvement. And the best thing is, from a coaching point of view, we've identified areas that we can attack. But I mentioned before about you know talking about stuff and doing stuff is very different. I think that's the hard thing is that we can relay that information on weaknesses to the players and the team. The ability to go and execute that is up to them, and that's the tough part. Jake, uh, there's nothing like winning to build confidence, as you say, and. Uh that would be a great thing going into this World Cup. So uh, how important then um, the results in the series against India and how do you rate India? I mean, I, I think they're a bit of a smoky. They've developed quite nicely along the way in the last two to three years. Oh, I agree with you 100%, Smithy. They, I would say in the last five or six years, they have the good old sleeping giant comes to mind and the, and, and the BCCI probably started investing their massive resources behind them and I think you're seeing them really go from strength to strength and they will be tough. They were here a couple of years ago and they defeated us in the in the twink no the one days and we beat them in the twenty twenties. Um they then went in you know, they've been in the last two finals of the World Cups, fifty over in twenty twenty. So so they are going, as I say, strength to strength. They've you know, they have now a female IPL, although it hasn't been played during COVID time. So um, they are very good. And when you've got so many people in your country and the resources that the BCCI have, then you're going to have depth. And that's what they're creating. So this will be a very tough series. This really will. And I think they're up there in the conversation, you know, with South Africa as well about those and ourselves, the White Ferns, to, to, to push Australia and, and potentially England as well. So um, it's a good thing for the world game to have just more and more teams that are at that competitive level. Uh, Jake, just finally, one of the great advantages, of course, of playing at home is crowds, atmosphere. Uh, what are you hearing? Are you hearing anything from uh, the governing bodies yet about the possibility of pockets of crowds at games to, to help our girls out? I would love to say yes. And, you know, they, you know, I have heard and people will be loud, but honestly, Smithy have not. And all I know so far is pretty much what's in front of us with the Indian series. And, and you know, that's day by day, week by week, you know, and at the moment they're, they're closed doors games. Um, and so, we, you know, it, it really sucks what is happening with COVID, but obviously, mm-hmm. you know, this is not the only event and series being affected and it's just an unfortunate part of the world at the moment. But not quite sure about the World Cup. I, I hope so, even if it's pockets of 100 times by 10 and we get 1,000 people in cheering for New Zealand. I mean, that would be great. But let's see what unfolds and hopefully if... If our country does the right thing and we're safe and we remain healthy, then, then potentially things can open up. But, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see there. Well, mate, uh, eyes are upon you. What a, a wonderful occasion for the girls regardless. And uh, uh, we just hope it goes well, particularly the, the next uh, two, uh, two or three weeks of preparation. Uh, hope that bowling unit uh, is uh, nice and tight for you, mate. So all the best. Uh, thanks very much for your time this morning. Good luck today and in this series coming up. Thanks, Smithy. Appreciate it.